You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahraven.com. We've got a lot of rain forecast and I thought it was worth for us gardeners just giving you a few tips of what we do in the garden here. If we know we're going to have a week of thunderstorms, as we quite often do, as we know in April, but actually increasingly we've been having that right through the summer. And perhaps if you live in a a part of the country where rain is pretty persistent. So obviously, if you live in a part of the country that has a high rainfall, then it's right plant, right place. So, you know, the things that thrive in moisture I always think of things like, okay, what is in the base of a hedge? So primroses, any of the polyanthus family will thrive. And then, you know, higher up, what about the honeysuckles and wild clematis? Some of them, but particularly the honeysuckles will really thrive in a moist environment where it's really, really wet. And then hydrangeas are just fantastic for a wet climate. I mean, obviously that list is minuscule, but if I lived in a place with very high rainfall, those are the things I go for. And then if you live not in a place with normally high rainfall, but we're getting these absolute sky bursts and cloud bursts, then I think mulching is the most key thing. So we mulch with our own compost. And what that means is it's a little bit heavy and you could use bark on top of it, but it just means that the soil doesn't wash away And you protect the roots because what you don't want is erosion around the roots of things like trees. And with very heavy rainfall, you can just suddenly see half your garden whooshing off down the drive into the rivers. And mulching, I think, is is about the most important thing you need to do for that. And then also with the storms becoming really increasingly common, I think water storage is absolutely key. So maximum number of water butts to store for when water is scarce. If possible, some kind of water storage system that's even bigger, so some kind of water storage tank with a pump that you can then use at a later date and it controls the deluge. And then thinking about bringing things inside, literally. So if you've got pots and you've got things like bulbs, like tulips, that really aren't going to thrive if they're sitting in wet soil for a month or six weeks if we've got a really, really wet winter and spring, I would cover them. So I I really would. I would put some plastic over them and maybe just a cloche and, and just keep the worst of the rain off them. And then I suppose just if you know a storm is coming... Uh, whether it's rain or wind or whatever, just think about what could be blown away and always think much more will be blown away than than you expect. So absolutely secure all your gates, move any pots that are small to medium sized because they'll be blown off and blown around and break. Shut all your windows, you know, all the kind of obvious things, but just do it before it's too late because it really, in my experience here, we live in quite a windy spot where suddenly a big storm will brew up and we get a lot of rain but a lot of wind. And preparing for that has saved really a lot of our terracotta pots here and uh, certainly a gate or two. The other thing with a storm is, of course, it often comes with really intense wind. And two things I'd say about that. One is for a small garden that's already well-established, think about 
a straw bale. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but if I've just planted out my courgettes or my tomatoes or some of that sort of more tender stuff, and I just literally get a straw or hay bale from the pet shop and I just put it on the windward side, it's amazing the ones that are in the shelter of that are happy as Larry the next morning when you take the straw bale away, whereas the ones that haven't been included are battered and broken to smithereens. And on a larger scale, think about hedges. Just whenever you're thinking of designing a garden, hedge, hedge, hedge. Hedges are completely brilliant on the windward side of a garden. So here on the western side, we put in hedges as one of the first things with the garden. I love them. They're quick growing ours with hawthorn and also the the um, birds and bees absolutely love them. They're covered in flower in the spring, which are fantastic for the pollinators. And then they're full of berries and hips in the autumn, which is fantastic for bird food. And of course, they are the most perfect nesting sites because the spininess of the hawthorn protects the baby birds against foxes, cats, even dogs, because they will get... <laughs> poked and prodded and thorned by the hawthorn hedges. So hedges are, in general, a really, really good thing. So think of adding hedges, but that's more long-term. So those are the main things. It's sort of quite difficult talking about this in a a funny way in the south of England because it's pretty rare for us here. But, of course, we know flooding is becoming increasingly common. So I thought I would just cover it. And gardening in flooding areas, really, basically, right plant, right place. You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahoven.com.